Choice, the only Golden Girls podcast to deliver your weekly dosage of good news and bad news. My name is Brent, and the bad news this week is that Bianca and Thomas couldn't join me. <laughs> but the good news is that Alan and Ski could. In the interest of full disclosure, I did try to book Pick Me and Freddie Peterson, but both were busy. <laughs> They've got busy schedules. I mean, they you, can't, you can't be surprised. <laughs> And I don't know if good news, consolation prize, perhaps. <laughs> Possibly. But, I mean, if Bianca and Thomas were here, though, then... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So each week, me and my carefully selected co-hosts uh, discuss, <laughs> discuss an episode of the Golden Girls and point out our favorite lines, the MVP of the episode, and award the episode up to eight slices of cheesecake. Eventually, we'll run this information through a gently used Scantron machine and mm -hmm. determine which Golden Girls episode is the best. As a last bit of good news, bad news, I'm going to tell you this. The good news is, Ski will be doing this week's recap. The bad news is, we're going to do yet another episode introduction before that happens. Uh -huh. Take it away, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so just, this is the, just to put it out there, the only reason this is happening is because Brent was unaware of who was doing <laughs> the recap this episode, and next week as well. <laughs> so you're getting two intros, two for the price of one. I'd say that that's a bonus, if exactly. nothing else. Exactly. I would say the price is quite good if you're... <laughs> oh, well, sure, yeah. Um, just your... Precious time that you'll never get back. Uh, maybe I was wrong then. <laughs> exactly. I just like to think that, you know, the final two episodes um, of Golden Girls proper, mm -hmm. we still don't have it together enough to know who's doing the introduction. Oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did damn near 200 of these things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to work out the kinks. We're almost there, though. <laughs> My God, by the end of uh, Golden Palace. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God we got that bonus season to stick the landing. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I guess if that doesn't work out, the nurses, here we come. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We say all this, and it's probably not even recording. we got to re-record next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's an old favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah. It's never not recorded. Just one time we recorded real badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would not have been enjoyable to listen yeah. to. Anyway, all right, well, here's intro part two. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of <laughs> Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. Hi, I'm Al. Hello. And I'm a little bit country, you and are? he's a little bit too smart for this, but he's here anyway. <laughs> Brent. Thank you. And is that Ski or Miss Lana Turner emerging from her morning toilette? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, nope, it's Ski. Yeah. It's Miss Lana Turner <laughs> yeah. for, with a message from Ski. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Lana Turner's like, hey, I just ran into the ski in the toilet, and <laughs> he said to I tell y'all howdy. Yeah. He'll be out in a minute with his recap. Exactly. <laughs> he took a pee and a ski. Yeah. He, was, he was looking for a match to light. All right. He's just pinching one off, and then he'll be out. <laughs> exactly. 
So well, do we need to call it toilet uh, humor from now on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, today we are going over Season 7, Episode 25, almost <laughs> to the end of the Golden Girls. Yep. Uh, one Flew Out of the Cuckoo's Nest, Part 1. Uh-huh. We are uh-huh. breaking these up as uh, that's how they are on Hulu. Yes. Um, but technically, they were shown on the same day, correct? Yeah, several of these two-parters were, which I think we will have to at least take that into consideration a little bit when we're doing our very, very final yeah. uh, considerations for the best episode ever. Because mm. with some of these two-parters where they both ended up on the same day, you yeah. know... Or, <laughs> yeah, part one is maybe too too lackluster or vice versa. Yeah, it does make me wonder, should we consider them, you know, at least take that under under advisement when we're making that final so decision. So would you just average the two scores? To Perhaps. Um, but honestly, even thinking of the two-parters, I don't know that uh, at least the two-parters up to this one, I don't think any of them even together would have amounted to the best episode ever, yeah, personally. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes when we actually start yeah. that final decision-making process. Yeah. I, I've not peaked, but I don't know if there are any two-parters next season. Oh, for uh, Golden one, Palace? One yeah. two-part. There's oh, one there two-part? One? Yeah, it's in, uh, I think, right in the middle, though. Uh, or... or uh, Kind of one third of the way, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Little Golden Palace fulcrum. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you guys like to hear a couple listener interactions before we jump into the episode? Yes, Indeed. please. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you one interaction for this week and we'll do one interaction for next week. Nice. Sounds like a good so. plan. It does. So let's see here. Um, go ahead. Don't want to give us too much of a good thing. Right, exactly. We don't get too much a of a good thing. Part one and a part so. two, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Even with the theme of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, for this week, we'll start off. We got a, a message from Lisa. Oh, hello, Welcome Lisa. Welcome back. Yep, and she said, uh, I'm sad you're getting to the end. Mm-hmm. So. We'll live on our reruns. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, we're still figuring out our next podcast and never, but once we figure it out, uh, we'll let everybody know. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to worry, though, because we definitely still have all of uh, Golden Palace to, mm-hmm. to do prior to calling it quits, no matter what happens. Yeah. So uh, Lisa did say that you guess you'd watch along with that with us. Gotcha. So I don't know if that means Lisa has never watched Golden Palace. And I don't I was, think I have. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I said before. I've I seen don't. episodes of it, but I don't think I've seen mm-hmm. all 24. I, I don't recall ever watching an episode. Mm-hmm. So this will all be new to me, I think. I think that um, you know, by the time we come up with what our next endeavor is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa's baby will be old enough to co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in all honesty, I'm sure Lisa's baby's already a better <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least cuter, right? Right. Well, I don't know. Brent's he's got that uh, Landisberg uh, situation <laughs> going <true>. on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. I apologize to you both. <laughs> I'm really just projecting on myself. Right. My hideous <laughs> visage. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, that's all I have to start this week off. I'll get another interaction next week. Yeah. So if, uh, nice. if you interact, this. Just so you know, this particular uh, message was left to us after Season 7, Episode 18. Oh, okay. So well, there's going to be a few weeks before, uh, gotcha. before Lisa... Uh, I responded to it, but there'll be a yeah, few yeah. weeks before she hears it referenced. Gotcha. So, Good. Anyways, but uh, did either of you two have anything else uh, before we go into the episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have anything offhand. I'm good for right now. All right. Well, I think we've got enough uh, patter. Just so you know, we were, have already been talking for a little bit prior to this, so there'll probably be a little bonus at the end of this episode. Nice. So you have that to look forward to or to skip over um, <laughs> once you get near the end. <laughs> Two introductions and an extra long finale. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> right. That's what you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the obligation that keeps on dragging. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if, if you're one of those completionists out there that's like, ah, 
It's only 19th rate, but mm-hmm. still. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're a completionist. You have nobody to blame but yourself. Right. <laughs> dang, dang, my OCD. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I, I must get know. The therapist. <laughs> exactly. All right, Ski. Well, Ski is doing our recap today in case that wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ski will actually be doing our uh, recap next week, but you'll uh-huh. get a like I said another double dose of introductions exactly. next week as well. <laughs> exactly. I figured since uh, I did so much, did I do all season one by myself? I believe so. Year? Yeah. Um, if not all of it, maybe there was one episode near the end. Well, season one, episode twenty, that was Brent. Yeah, I did that one. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think that was the only That's one. That definitely was... ones that stood out slightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, well regarded. Yeah, if you haven't listened to it yet, you definitely should. Exactly. <laughs> maybe watch it twenty times. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, critics agree. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Would it bother you or, or, or delight you to know that that was the one episode that was listened to that got the yuck? I'd, I'd be tickled pink. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, unfortunately, uh, Brian, I believe it was, didn't, yeah. didn't tell us which episode he was yeah. referencing, but... I like to think that he won't listen to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Made an informed decision. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like he decided after episode one that he's like, yep, this isn't any good. Exactly. But he, too, was a completionist. It was like, better to be thorough. <laughs> exactly. He just robbed him of his will to live, but he pulled together enough strength to type out yuck before he shuffled off this mortal coil. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't even kill himself. He just died of yeah, sadness. Exactly. I like to think that he's holding off death until the end of the series. Ah, <laughs> just still holding on. <laughs> but at that yeah, time, for... he will gladly embrace. <laughs> He'll just fade away like a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> no, more like a Sith because his hate makes him stronger. Ah, that's what's making him hold on. Like, like he has a terminal disease, but it's only his hatred that's bringing him through the last. Sith don't fade away. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> but he still just wanted to say... We both enjoy saying the, yeah. uh, you know, your hatred makes you stronger. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> is, so I guess technically, like, is Count Dooku the only Sith we ever saw die? Because uh, well, Darth Maul, he was cut in half, but he came back. Right. You know, and Emperor Palpatine, did he? I mean, we in, saw Vader die. Yeah, but he'd been redeemed. That's why he came back yeah, as a sure, force. Sure, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think you can join the Force if you're a Sith. Right. And I think the fading away is the... Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I guess guess that's true. I mean, I don't really remember what the final was in, uh, you know, The Rise of Skywalker Mm -hmm. and how Emperor Palpatine met his end there. Yeah. Um, So I don't remember if we saw, like, some sort of a a definitive, you know, death. Because obviously the end of Jedi seemed like a pretty definitive freaking death. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. Um, and I guess with was Snow considered to be a uh, a Sith? Oh yeah, he got cut in half and stuff, right? He just got sliced through. Yeah, but then cut in half. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I would agree with you. They don't get to fade away. Yeah. So, but they still get to live longer because they're hatred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're both right. <laughs> I think it'd be a cool like uh, kind of uh, countermeasure where they like they burst into flames or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't fade away, just like <laughs> consumed by the flame of death. Exactly, <laughs> like James Wood and Hercules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know that one. Uh, Hercules, he was like the bad guy. He had like the blue flame hair. Or Cartoon oh, Hercules. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, I, you said James Woods. I was like, 
Was he in a version of Hercules? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he played Heracles. <laughs> For me, I was like thinking of like uh, Hercules in New York. Oh yeah, that was uh, yeah. wasn't that Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah. And, or uh, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are some legendary journeys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. I don't feel like Kevin Sorbo could do it nowadays. Oh no. Well, with all the uh, you know the way that the guys get super jacked for all these Marvel movies uh, yeah, and whatnot, yeah, yeah. I just think you'd have to be super jacked to play Hercules <laughs> on a TV series yeah. at this point, and he really didn't quite fit that bill. I mean, he was fit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't jacked. Well, I mean, um, I don't know the Ted Lasso dude who played Hercules in the most recent Thor, mm-hmm. he's not, like, super jacked. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It'll be interesting to see if what we end up seeing him back in, mm-hmm. um, since we haven't seen him again yet. It seems like there's been a ton of people that have gotten teased in this most recent phase of Marvel yeah. movies. But Did you see the uh, High School Musical guy, the He-Man? No, I didn't see that. Zach Efron. Oh, like, is he going to legitimately be He-Man, or yeah, did he yeah, dress yeah. up as He-Man he's, for some... He's doing the He-Man movie. Mm, I oh. did not know that. So, uh, Zach... Now it's going to be in my old algorithm. <laughs> I'm sure Zach Efron already was. He probably put his Z and he comes up with Zach Efron. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's one of those things that I like to think he thought he was signing up to be Fisto. Uh. <laughs> but who's that? Oh, all right. It's not too bad, actually. I mean, the one on the right looks a little, I mean, the one on the left looks goonier than the one on the right. I think you should go It's like the poor man's Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Yeah, the one on the right looks good. I hope that it's more like the one on the right uh, when yeah. they actually make it. Because, yeah, that one on the left is a little 70s-ish yeah. looking. Like, the one on the left is like, um, like, Roy Rage Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Joker 2 should be. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I've I've stolen enough of your time. You, you, you may begin. <laughs> you already? Yeah, Ski gave his time. You're stealing the listener's time. That's true. <laughs> I did arrive voluntarily. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> An important uh, distinction for me. Right. Yeah. All right, folks. Here we go. Season uh, mm-hmm. 7, episode 25. Correct. Episode title is One Flew Out of the Cuckoo's Nest, part 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, original air date was May 9th, 1992, written by Don Siegel and Jerry Prezigian, and directed by our buddy Lex Paceris. Mm-hmm. We open in the kitchen. We see Rose and Sophia are sitting at the kitchen table, quietly drinking some coffee. Some time passes, and Sophia openly states that she is enjoying that they are sharing a quiet cup of coffee. Rose begins to reply, and Sophia loudly reminds her that she said, Quiet! <laughs> <laughs> Blanche enters and tells the girls that they'll never guess what happened to her yesterday. Nevertheless, Rose takes a crack at it. She postulates that she was at the grocery store and was in a hurry, so she wanted to use the express line. But she had 25 items, so she went through three times, buying them in increments of 10, 9, and then 6 items. Blanche scoffs at the idea, asking what kind of moron would do that. Rose looks down with a face that answers exactly what kind of moron would do that. (laughs) She tells him that uh, she met a man at the produce counter that invited her to play tennis with her that night. However, she'd forgotten that Big Daddy's baby brother, Uncle Lucas, uh, was coming to town to visit her and be arriving at 7 p.m. that night. Mm -hmm. She sees this as a dilemma. Rose disagrees and tells Blanche so. Blanche then misunderstands Rose and agrees, saying that, yeah, you can see family anytime, 
but a one-night stand is just for one night. Right. Blanche figures that she'll need to dump Uncle Lucas on somebody so she can go play tennis, etc. <laughs> <laughs> she first imagines that Rose is gullible enough to go, but Rose calls her out and exits the room, asking, where do you get your nerve? Blanche replies, ironically, from Uncle Lucas. <laughs> Blanche then turns to Sophia, who quick, quickly swats down her suggestion, reminding her that to her, family is everything. She then calmly states that she should go con Dorothy into going. Yeah. Blanche follows Sophia in the living room, uh, saying out loud uh, that convincing Dorothy to go would be a good deal of work. Just then, Dorothy enters from her bedroom. Blanche immediately pours on the charm, asking if she sees her friend Dorothy or Miss Lana Turner emerging for, from her morning toilette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dorothy sees through the uh, facade and tells her that it's Lana with a message from Dorothy. Whatever the favor is, forget it. Yeah. I will have to say that morning toilette line was one of my favorites of the whole series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really good. Uh, Blanche then proceeds to give her the best sales pitch anyway. Dorothy tells her that she's a bit country and she's a bit too smart for this tactic. Mm -hmm. Blanche tells him that uh, uh, he's a man of high taste, and Dorothy says that he'll probably, oh, he probably wipes his jug on his sleeve before passing along. Right. Yeah, obviously in reference to Lucas. Mm -hmm. uh, Blanche says that uh, he's dying to meet Dorothy. Rose, while uh, filling out a crossword puzzle, adds that he seems lonely, desperate, pathetic, and, oh, lonely, desperate, pathetic, and lonely. Realizing what she just said, Rose then thinks to herself, hey, you guys might just hit it off. Right. <laughs> Uh, Blanche again states that he's very excited to meet Dorothy after she told him uh, all about her. A bit immodestly, Dorothy replies that, you know, she can understand because women like her don't grow on trees. Right. Sophia quips, too bad, we could all use the shade. Yeah, I like that she kind of nudged over to Rose with yeah. that and they had a little laugh together. Mm -hmm. I said, I added, throwing some shade of her own. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last time, Blanche implores her friend to go out with him, pointing out that it's just one night. Uh, she relents and asks her mother if they can move uh, Scrabble to Sunday night. Sophia uh, says that uh, she'll live. Her daughter tells her that she doesn't have to uh, get sarcastic about it, but Sophia clarifies that no, she means no. She's actually to go out and live. Mm -hmm. All right, which uh, change scene? Did you guys have any other comments? I think you covered it pretty well there in the first yeah, half. It's good stuff. Everything that I had noticed myself, you, you got uh, well documented. Mm -hmm. Thanks. All right, and we fast forward to that night as a cliche, at a cliche kind of crab restaurant where Dorothy sits across from Uncle Lucas, portrayed by the legendary Leslie Nielsen. Yes. They look both obviously bored and awkward, neither even looking at one another. Mm -hmm. Lucas tries to strike up a conversation, bringing out that she's an English teacher. She confirms this and responds, uh, asking about his seven hardware stores he owns. He also confirms, and then uh, uncomfortably... Uncomfortable experience continues until Dorothy openly admits that she doesn't really like blind dates and feels very silly. Mm -hmm. Just then, the waiter puts on a ridiculously large yellow bib on both of them, sporting a red, <coughs> excuse me, a big red crab with googly eyes. Right. Which I thought looked awesome. I would go to a place like that. <laughs> You'd probably go to a place like that, like you know, to celebrate the wedding of your child. Indeed. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Are there wedding bells in the future? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> At least not anytime soon. <laughs> you know, I would say, like, I make a joke about, like, oh, yeah, the JP, you know, or something yeah, yeah. like that. But the truth is, is I know the Klimazewskis. If uh, whenever Alexis is ready to get married, <laughs> they are going to have 
more construction paper and cardboard and whatnot to <laughs> they'll create a cathedral out of cardboard for her to get married in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, it, it will take them so, so long to uh-huh. get it all prepared, and they will get it done mm-hmm. about three minutes before they walk <laughs> down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> that aisle is going to be so long, it's going to stretch from here to Tennessee. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, now, sometimes I do work with woods. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Ski and Nicole, they, they go all out for parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that. And they, they do most of the decorations are hand-created. Mm-hmm. Or Nicole finds them at places that she gets them for a ridiculously low price. <laughs> okay. She's had good, uh, good luck in the past. Well, you know, those places so, now, we've got one popping up down here. Maybe it's open now. I'm not sure. I feel like I tried to go in there the other day and the door was locked. Um, but the kind of places where they start off one day at $10 and mm-hmm. then the next day it's down to 7 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Next uh, you know it's buy one, get five free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and But Nicole has been on to those places mm-hmm. since, you know, much earlier in the process when yeah. they were not nearly as common. And she'd come back with like a carload of shit that yeah, she yeah. bought. She's like, I got a whole carload for eight bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> we actually talked about that this morning or afternoon, I guess about how sometimes uh, her impulse control is not what it could be. <laughs> well, you know what? If, if you have poor impulse control in a general sense, but you can channel it in a way that still doesn't break the bank, then I think that's, that's a good way to deal with your, yeah. we'll call it an illness. <laughs> well, maybe, but, when you can spend less and get more, mm-hmm. that fills up our house a lot faster. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> but um, Luckily, though, since you're someone who doesn't care about the environment, you don't mind about all the extra waste. <laughs> <laughs> so do you not feel Eddie is son-in-law material, or do you just think I, she well, could do better? Think, or? No, no, it's none of that. Um, quite honestly, they're not even really dating right now. Oh, gotcha. They live together still because they're you know, raising the baby <laughs> together, but mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly what they see their relationship as together beso- beyond co-parenting. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's, okay. I would say it's the old cliche, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't try to butt in a whole lot on it and yeah, such. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I think he's actually a really good guy, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. Yeah. Um, but I don't see that they are in love with one another mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. And maybe they are. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But, uh, um, it has not come across that way to me, and I wouldn't want either one of them to just settle in life. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I can see yeah. I will say, if Ski, if Alexis marries somebody who Ski approves of, mm-hmm. it'll be one of the greatest shocks of my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I hope I hope I get that shock. I really uh-huh. do. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just part of me that I feel like that Alexis's first husband will not be someone that Ski approves <laughs> of. First husband? Yeah. <laughs> Which one will she uh, strike a... Probably number three. three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took Brent three to find there them. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once she gets her Brent. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll see. So, oh, do you think Brent's going to be number three? No, I hope not. Yeah. Would you approve if that was no. the case? <laughs> <laughs> I love Brent, but that would raise a whole slew of problems. He's a really good dad. He's, I don't he's an doubt. earner. You know, <laughs> like he's got a good job and you know, all that. So. He's considerably older. He you is, know. He's our age. Wise. Although, he's so wizened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Too old to be an adulterer. You know, <laughs> got that going for me. <laughs> and you know that with Brent, they it's wouldn't never have never too old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it is. Like, I think about that all the time. Like... <laughs> 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 
definitely have to play this one, really. I think about it all the time. No, no, no. Like, like I think about it, it's like, how do those guys do it? Like, you yeah. know, you know, you see, like, I don't know, or you just hear about it, you know, it's like, you know, middle-aged men, you know, stepping out, mm-hmm. and it's like, I barely have energy to mow the grass someday. I can't imagine <laughs> juggling multiple women, know. and, yeah. you know, it's just... I agree. And, and it's one of those things that... It's a horrible thing to do to someone you care about, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, aside from all of that, like, aside from all the moral, sure, you yeah. know, aspects and everything, I'm just saying it's just... Seems like a lot of trouble for very little payoff. Exhausting, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. It's one of those things that, like, if your libido is that out of control, you know, then it's like, you know, just you know, take five minutes for yourself, and then <laughs> <laughs> you're no longer a danger to society <laughs> or your marriage. I, I think you should start doing classes. Be like, <laughs> the best way to to avoid infidelity, man, is just masturbate. <laughs> I'm just saying. If only someone had thought of it before. Ellie in the back is like, man, you've changed my life. (laughs) No, I I agree, though. I've always said to Sherry, like, if I got to that point, I would just end the relationship and Mm -hmm. move on. Like, I don't think that it'd be like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see if I can thread this needle. Yeah. (laughs) I think too many people, I think it's a matter of hubris, too. Like, Mm. They just want to have it all or like comfort level. Yes. Yeah, they still feel comfortable in the relationship but mm. not necessarily happy. Mm. And so they don't want to lose what they have or maybe it's an issue about custody. They're so, afraid if they broke it off they would lose custody of their kids. So you think it's like a, an alpha male type thing or Well maybe to some maybe in some cases, but I think some cases uh, it's also a matter of they don't want to lose their crap for mm. their children. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because if you get divorced you automatically lose half of your stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess I thought you were taking the opposite position as far as like why they don't cheat or whatever. Oh, gotcha. Well, I, I don't know. I obviously I don't. I've never cheated on my wife. Never would. <laughs> but uh, I think probably a lot of cases, <laughs> it's not necessarily premeditated. You know what I mean? Oh, you just yeah. Or they 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 have an attraction or they think they can get away with it and mm-hmm. then just see where it takes them and then realize yeah. later maybe. Oh, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think there has to be... I don't know. I don't buy that. You don't think so? No. Nah. Because I think... I think there's way too much premeditation involved in an affair to be okay. like... like. Oh, yeah. like sneaking around you're and older. stuff? Like exactly. If you're, if you're a young guy, a young person, woman or man, yeah. Um, sure, you might get drunk. There may be things where like you're a partier or something in your mm-hmm. youth where there could be some circumstances where you could look and say completely non-premeditated. But like Brent's saying, in most circumstances, it takes at least a little bit of effort mm-hmm. exactly. to, to execute an affair, I would think. Anyway. Exactly. I mean, at the bare minimum, it involves going to a second location. Yeah. And that is plenty of time to realize that, hey, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I meant kind of like the beginning of it or something. Like if you start getting flirty and it gets too close or something, that's the part I was saying. Maybe it gets out of control too early. And that part may be less pre- premeditated. Sounds like a man trying to justify his actions. Sounds like a man who's sweet on the cleaning lady and yeah. is trying to find a way to spend more time with her. Right. <laughs> Leave Elizabeth out of this. No. <laughs> you know what I appreciate about that right uh-huh. there? 
is that Skeech didn't choose to go racist with it and pick a Latino name <laughs> when he <laughs> made, named the uh, the mm-hmm. cleaning lady. Yeah, because that's normally where Skeet would go with it. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> you guys, I'm gonna start getting hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I'll have to read this interaction. I, I did make a comment about that in one of our recent <laughs> Facebook interactions. So I'll have to try to find that for our next next episode. I, I look forward to it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm just curious what you mean. <laughs> hey, everybody, just throwing it out there. Ski's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, duh. Exactly. <laughs> Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they, they would only say, duh, if he's like, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Sadly, most people are just like, why do you think we're listening? <laughs> Anyways, but you can go ahead, Ski. Yeah. All right, we're back at the restaurants. Yeah. Uh, they just got the uh, ridiculously large yellow bibs put on both of them, mm-hmm. which, you know, had the big red crab with the googly eyes. Dorothy Doesn't did. it boggle the mind that Joe's Crab Shack building is still there? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, oh, thing's, yeah. that thing's been empty for like 15 years. It's yeah. a long freaking time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like a fairly, I won't say prime real estate, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. By, it's like by Walmart mm-hmm. and a bunch of other successful restaurants. Yeah, like there's a Hooters and a Metro Diner and stuff. Yep. And I, have a, I think Outback's right there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd think at least someday someone would uh, mm-hmm. snatch it up or something. One would think. Too bad. Yep. Just sitting vacant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but then Dorothy adds that, uh, you know, she had just said that she felt very silly being on the blind date. Mm-hmm. After she got the uh, the bib on those, she says uh, that, well, now I feel even sillier. Mm-hmm. Lucas quips, wait till they bring the pants. Mm-hmm. Dorothy asks, are you kidding? And he tells her, somebody's got to, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really good comeback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while he playfully knocks his knee with a crab hammer, uh, she tells him that she's only there because Blanche did tell him how much you know he uh, wanted to see her. Mm-hmm. Lucas stops her and explains that Blanche has, had essentially told him the same story, but in reverse, mm-hmm. that she had wanted to meet him so bad. He asks uh, what this might mean, and Dorothy says that she's likely shacked up in a cheap motel mm-hmm. and then tries to change her story real fast to cover for her, mm-hmm. uh, saying uh, she's probably on a date. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas and Dorothy both uh, laugh at the realization that Neither of them really want to be there, uh, throwing almost rude jabs at the very thought of uh, dating one another. Mm-hmm. Lucas suggests that Blanche can't get away with this and must be punished. Mm-hmm. Dorothy agrees and asks if he has any ideas. He suggests that they uh, act as though they've fallen in love for one another and decide to get married. Mm-hmm. A Brooklyn Italian living in Hollingsworth Manor. Mm-hmm. She asks how he knew you know, that's where she was from. And Lucas explains that uh, Blanche, re- that's how Blanche refers to her, in mm-hmm. her, uh, her, refers to her in her letters. Mm-hmm. Now, he still has to be putting the Italian on it, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not spelling it out phonetically. Yeah, like E Y E. Exactly. Well, I don't know where I spell it in my little notes. I put I dash Italian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if she, if she went that direction. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she nods that, uh, you know. Yes, she asked how he knew that about her, and she sees that that's what she says in her uh, letters. They toast to revenge. <laughs> Just then, the waiter arrives and dumps crabs onto their table. Dorothy picks one up and says that uh, its face is a little scrunched up frown and reminds me of her ma. Yeah. She then abruptly places it down and smashes it with a crab hammer. <laughs> I think even like some of the meat like flies over on Lucas, doesn't mm, it? Yeah, I believe so. Have either of you two ever planned revenge with somebody? Mm-mm. 
No. I don't know. Probably not. You, not. Unless it was like a prank or something. You helped me plan revenge once. Oh, yeah. Joni. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The first job that's It wasn't necessarily planned, but like carried out. Well, somewhat <laughs> planned. Um, he was responsible for breaking her up with Chachi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first job I ever worked at that came. Artsky and I both, that was mm-hmm. our first, each of our first jobs. Did either of you ever get to do the blue light special? No, unfortunately not. We never we weren't there long enough to be allowed on the intercom. Gotcha. So. I mean, there were parts of that job that truly sucked, but I look back and I had a blast working oh, there with yeah. you. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of positives about you it. Had a lot of good as far as the first too. job goes, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good one. Hmm. Um, sweet five dollars and what twenty five cents an hour. I, I think? think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, Whipper snappers in your high incomes. What did you have? Like three seventy five when you're first. Yeah, yeah. Four and a quarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, back then, though, you could get White Castles for a nickel. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and the fries only came in one size. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joni had vandalized my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mom saw it, right? Like you, had, like you had died or something? What's that? Didn't your car die? It was like stuck I in the parking lot? It may have been. I can't remember. I thought she said that my mom died, and I was like, <laughs> she's still alive. <laughs> um, no, I thought your car had, like... Stalled or something. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I do know that at least one of the parts of the vandalism was, I think, a condom tied to my. Uh, oh, gotcha. I thought it was multiple condoms. <laughs> May one have been. was like blown up on your. Uh, the, the radio uh, yeah, antenna. The antenna. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, go ahead. I'll let you finish your story and I'll say that. Well, I was just going to say so then, because I do have a tendency to want to do a lot worse <laughs> to someone who's wronged me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ski and I went to a, probably a grocery store, I believe, and I I know I bought like a, a fish mm-hmm. as well like as some a full fish, yeah, full mm-hmm. fish and some peanut butter and mm-hmm. some other things and yeah. toilet paper, yeah. whipped cream, yeah, or like shaving cream or something. And we worked at Kmart, so they had a key machine there. So I, uh-huh. I stole her keys and made a key of her it was car on my own. Illegal. Oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah. And then yes, yeah, so then we went out and I put that fish underneath her driver's seat. I put mm-hmm. the peanut butter all over the steering wheel uh-huh. and other substances within like where you'd have to put the door handle and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a, it was at least 12 times worse than what was done. <laughs> yeah, it sounds to like it. Car. <laughs> sounds so, like you're in the wrong here. I, I would say I was the bad guy in this one, yeah. but I didn't start it. So, <laughs> so you were like 16 at the time. Yeah. And how old was Joni? She would have been the same age. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. So this wasn't like some middle-aged woman who was no. just, you know, <laughs> trying to get the kids to think she's cool. Right. No. <laughs> That would have been way worse. <laughs> like, my husband couldn't drive our car to get our kids. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, had to pay could... $200 extra fees. <laughs> she did complain about the length of time it took for this smell to get out of her car. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, don't know. I, I think there was some bad blood after that, but not too much. For a short while, but, yeah. it, but it got back to normal soon We enough. all hung out plenty, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we only worked there for a summer, so it wasn't like yeah. we worked there for a real long time. Maybe yeah. four months altogether, I think slightly into the school year. Gotcha. Anyways. So did you have something you wanted to add, though, Brent? Uh, just, so, um, you know, I went to Best Buy a few weeks back mm-hmm. or whatever, and it was my first time being there in, you know, quite a while, mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, I pulled up and, you know, step out of my car and take two steps and look down, and there's just a condom lying in the Best Buy parking <laughs> lot, <laughs> like, out of the package and everything oh. like that. And I was like, oh, Best Buy, <laughs> never change. <laughs> You saw a bunch of uh, DVDs on Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tron for three dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be checking my stocking when it comes Christmas yeah. time to see if Brent slides that in there. But I found your Christmas present earlier. Oh, you did today. Yeah, mm, very nice. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I have a. I guess it'll probably be a birthday present for you since your birthday comes before Christmas. Gotcha. So, 
and I have nothing for you, Ski, <laughs> even oh, though your okay. birthday is only like a week after Brent's. <laughs> <laughs> neither one is very close. Yeah, I mean November <laughs> and December, so. Exactly. Well, I'm hoping to be wrapped up with this in November, mm. so we wouldn't even have to worry about his birthday. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be done recording about my birthday. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think your plan's going to quite work out, at uh-huh. least as well as you think it might. But okay. I, I think that early 2024 will be done. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, there's holidays and shit like that in there. I don't know if you took any of that into consideration. Yeah. We always end up having to push something back. Plus, I think my playoff plan is a lot longer than yours. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you got a whole sweet 16. Oh, yeah, exactly. I do have a sweet 16. I don't plan to do one episode per matchup, but... Okay. For it, a second, I thought it was like 16 week. Well, think about that. Okay. <laughs> so that'd be eight, and then four, and then uh-huh. two, and yeah. then the final, right? If we did sweet 16. I guess so. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, that would take I, a long time. It's not that long okay. at all. Because <laughs> it seems like, you know, once we get to like week two, we'll have already discussed the episode's previously in a different matchup uh, right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, but anyways but yeah it'll be uh it'll be not it'll not be nearly that many episodes to do our playoffs but it'll be a little more than what you had on your uh, okay. tentative schedule gotcha so, but don't worry guys you got a, more than six months left of listening to our crap yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then who knows after that mm-hmm. i'm planning on taking you guys through the uh life and times of coco in real time ah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll add another 37 years to that. (laughs) I love the idea that you did these uh, such mundane uh, fan fiction on Coco's Live. Exactly. (laughs) Now, uh, now, do you think you got a 14 year old by Curious Coco? (laughs) (laughs) Would it be in, in like, through his eyes, or would it be, like, third person? Oh, it'd be like a. Dear diary, today. <laughs> Do we just sit here silently while you read? Exactly. <laughs> Imagine in the voice of Coco. Right. <laughs> so, well, that's something to look forward to, everybody. Yeah. And with all what he sounds like. Yeah, I'd have to listen to the first episode again. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, she just crunched the uh, crab with her hammer. Uh, we flash forward to the next morning. Uh-huh. The other girls are all in the living room when Dorothy emerges with a smile and a song in her voice telling them all, good morning. Rose asks how the date went, and Dorothy proceeds to pour on the drama, telling them what a magical and special evening she had, thanking Blanche for setting it up. Blanche, seem, Blanche seems a bit uneasy about how well things went. Dorothy ends uh, saying that even if he never calls, at least they'll always have Don's Crab House. Right. Again, uh, on point, Sophia adds that Ingrid Bergman has Paris, but her pussycat has crabs. <laughs> yeah. The doorbell rings and Blanche goes to answer it. She opens it to see Uncle Lucas with a large bouquet of flowers. Assuming they are for her, she grabs at them, but he pulls them away to the side, never losing his gaze on Dorothy. He walks right over her and, and uh, they jump into their scene discussing how much they've both longed to see one another after last night. All right. Uh, Hamming it up over to a high degree, Blanche looks on with concern. Lucas then hands Dorothy the flowers and drops to one knee. He tells her that a man his age can't wait, that he loves her, and will she? And Rose interjects on the side to Sophia with a giddy look on her face. And she says, I think he's going to ask her out again. (laughs) Everyone looks at Rose with disbelief at her uh, signature obliviousness. Dorothy even pulls a double take before looking back at Lucas. He finally finishes asking, 
will you marry me? Dorothy, of course, accepts, and the other girls are jaw-dropped. Blanche even grabs at her chest and shakes her head in shock. Blanche rep repeatedly shouts, no, and then uh, and that she's not uh, sure what the hell is wrong with them, not sure what to say. Dorothy brilliantly replies, whatever you decide on, make sure you start with Aunt Dorothy. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> then she and Lucas go back to the tight embrace. That was my favorite line of this episode. That was a great one. There was a line a couple before that. I don't remember exactly what it was in reference to, um, but I think it was Blanche that said it that, uh, I'd buy a julep for the ghost of General Grant before I do that. Oh, yeah. No, that was, uh, that was um, Lucas. Oh, was that Lucas? What was he referring to? Do you remember? Um, shoot. I think it was just the fact that, you know, Grant was a northern general. Oh, well, no. She yeah, said, but why, what would he do before? She said that she didn't think he'd ever call him again. Ever call her again, okay. Ever call her, yeah. Sorry. All right, so that's what it was in reference to. Yeah, I realized what he's talking about was a grant. I was like, grant? <laughs> so you're just being a dick. <laughs> I don't think you really... So did you really think I didn't know what he meant when he said the ghost of General Grant? <laughs> yes. So you're just being condescending and not a dick. <laughs> I guess so. So no, I, I understood what the joke was. I just didn't remember what it was that he would gotcha. do, you know, prior to that. Mm. So. Gotcha. Anyway. That's all the other one. Other than that, though, you covered that pretty well for me. Do you have anything else to add, Brent? Do you know who's buried in Grant's tomb? I believe it's Grant. Oh, okay. Carrie? You want? Yeah. I'm trying to think of other Grants now. Eventually it'll be Hugh. All right, continue the scene after a break. Uh, Blanche is still objecting, pointing out that they've really only just met. Meanwhile, on the couch, Lucas and Dorothy are giving Eskimo kisses, which is just rubbing their noses together. <laughs> <laughs> Some people may not know. Right? It just sounded disappointing, too. <laughs> <laughs> Too downtrodden yeah. there. Yeah, they're not just even not, fucking yeah. in an igloo or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. That comes later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So like no, they really want to sell the uh, thing. <laughs> hmm. What are you say, Brent? So like, do Eskimo kisses? Does that count as first base, or? Mm. Boy, I don't know. First base, I don't think so because you do you would do Eskimo kisses with a child as well. You know, like yeah. as I would never say that I made it to first base <laughs> with my child. I, I think there has to be you something. and I wouldn't right now. Gosh dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I hope that look I gave Ski translated to this podcast. <laughs> I listen what Ski and Alexis do in their own private time is up to them. <laughs> Starting then to see why Eddie's not good enough for it. Right. <laughs> Taking him in such a worse direction now. <laughs> So now we've taken him from being a racist <laughs> to being an incest. <laughs> so. And I feel a little bad about it. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Right. <laughs> Shall I continue? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, there is some kissing on the couch. <laughs> He's so used to asking for verbal consent before he, he yeah. moves on. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what the lateral was. 
<laughs> like, even though you guys just literally shit all over me, I'm still going to make sure that it's cool if I keep going. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just so beat down by this podcast over the years. In fairness, me and James primed him for this for years. <laughs> He's been in training for a yeah. long time. Uh, then they begin to do ear It's all kisses. been leading to this. Yeah. They do ear kisses, which is kind of weird looking. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that before. their ears together. All while Blanche continues to protest loudly that they're making a mistake. Rose says that she thinks it's romantic, saying it's like a 40s movie. Strong, handsome, daring. And now she's got a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Blanche asks what they'll even have in common, Dorothy pulls a, a reverse move, placing her head on Lucas's chest and looking up at him while he goes in for a big kiss. Mm-hmm. Blanche looks disgusted as, at the display and implores Sophia to step in and stop this. Sophia gets up from her chair and wedges herself between Lucas and Dorothy, telling Johnny Reb, which I thought was great, <laughs> that... Uh, uh, he's asked for her daughter's hand without even telling her a thing about himself. Mm-hmm. He bluntly asks what she'd like to know. She cuts to the point and asks if, uh, hey, do you got money? He replies, quite a bit, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then asks if his mother is still alive. He tells her no. Sophia then gently lays her head on his shoulder saying, she is now. Yeah, that was good. Rose catches uh, Blanche as he faints from the whole ordeal. Dorothy has a look on her face that suggests maybe they're taking this a little too far. Mm-hmm but says nothing. Uh, we change scene again. Now we're in the kitchen. Uh, Rose, Sophia, and Blanche sit at the table. Rose reflects on the past day, pointing out how busy it all was, especially for Blanche. She says that it's nice enjoying this quiet cup of coffee with them. Sophia begins to talk, but Rose smugly hollers, I said coffee. <laughs> yeah. She smiles and adds, so how does it feel? Sophia says that feels like shame. Yeah, <laughs> shame. I feel shame. I thought that was pretty solid by Sophia. Blanson tries to shame both of them uh, regarding their excitement about Dorothy's recent engagement and that she's essentially stealing their, her, she's stealing her destiny. Blanche tells them that she always thought her, fi- her final days would be in Hollingsworth Manor. Mm-hmm. Rose tells them that if anyone should be upset, it's her. Uh, she points out that after Dorothy and Lucas are married, they will all be family officially. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, she'll be left out. Sophia says... Now, that's what I call family planning, mm-hmm. saying that Rose is left out. She tells them that uh, she feels like Mr. Snuffles, and then she jumps into a St. Olaf story. Sophia calmly uh, uh, oh, so Sophia calmly asks Blanche to grab a knife. Rose continues, one summer, as her pig Henrietta, which would have been a better name for a mama chicken, mm-hmm. uh, had a litter of six babies. The very next day, her father won... Uh, at the annual St. Olaf Watermelon Seed Spinning Contest and won a piglet. That was Miss, Mr. Snuffles. Right. Blanche confirms, uh, oh, Mr. Snuffles, they ask, and Blanche confirms. Uh, Sophia is shocked. You're listening? <laughs> she asks her, like, Rose tells him that the poor pig never felt accepted by the others, but that uh, she loved and suffered with him. She finishes that the last they heard, he'd taken a truck to Chicago and... This is a great line. Tearfully surrendered himself to the Oscar Mayer people. <laughs> uh, she asked him to make sure that if she doesn't end up, or she asked the girls to make sure she doesn't end up like that. But Sophia says that they can't make that promise. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what does the pig have to gain by tearfully surrendering to Oscar Mayer? Oh, I assume it's just that he no longer has the will to live. 
like suicide, basically. Yeah, suicide by hot dog. <laughs> Much like Mr. Joey Chestnut. Maybe. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Blanche chimes in that she'll have to do something to stop this, asking how someone named Vornak can appreciate the majesty of Hollingsworth Manor. Mm. Sophia again quips back, sitting on the veranda with her mother. <laughs> Blanche proposes that uh, Lucas and Dorothy may not want her around after the wedding. Sophia says, well, there's a fly in the Metamucil. <laughs> uh, we change scene again. Lucas and Dorothy arrive back at the house and talk at the front door about their stimulating hard work convention they just attended. Dorothy shows off her newfound knowledge about uh, roofing nails and suggests that uh, when they recount the night, they claim to have done something more romantic. Mm -hmm. She suggests that they went to see uh, the Emerson String Quartet, and he adds that maybe they frolicked in the ocean afterwards. Dorothy remembers that the last time she frolicked was after dropping her mother off at Shady Pines. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, also the last uh, time she did a cartwheel. I bet that'd be a magnificent cartwheel as tall as Dorothy is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dorothy gets a bit quieter and says that they could claim they have gone uh, to Lover's Lane to neck. Mm -hmm. Dorothy says, though, that she'd have to smear her lipstick to sell the story. Lucas then offers to help her out by planning a kiss on her. He then looks, her into, and looks into her eyes wa and walks away. Pimping, you know. Right. <laughs> Dorothy gives him a last look as uh, he leaves uh, with a hint of a smile. Uh, later on, Lucas and Dorothy enter the living room from the lanai. He tells her that he likes uh, her suggestion to overhaul the appearance of Hollingsworth Manor. Blanche is horrified by this and loudly gasps at the thought. Lucas acknowledges her and says that, uh, oh, I didn't realize you were home, and says that he hadn't seen much of her. Blanche sharply says, that's because he's been too busy Yankee doodling. Yeah. Which I thought was funny also. Mm, I did like that one too. Dorothy says that uh, she can't mean that, but she'll feel better when she attends the, the hoedown they're throwing to celebrate. Please surrender. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dorothy yeah. has an evil grin. Do you guys know that Yankee Doodle is a diss track? I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know either. Yeah. Like it's uh like it was a British song making fun of Americans. Mm. And then we just took it. Yeah, yeah, we just sort of took, made it our own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> took it back. <laughs> yeah. uh, then Sophia enters the living room from the kitchen in her best Aunt Jemima cosplay mm -hmm. and uh, Southern vernacular. She tells Lucas about the full Southern traditional dinner she's been preparing. A mess of something. Yeah. Or something. Mm -hmm. uh, wrote, I always like it when Sophia acts as if they poke. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Rose enters and says that she has to make an announcement. She sits down and tells him that since the gang uh, are essentially breaking up, that she'll uh, be going to live with her daughter, Kirsten. Bitch. Right? <laughs> A fan favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Blanche immediately protests the idea. She berates Lucas and Dorothy, saying that their chief romance is splitting up the family and she'll be left alone. Rose heads to the kitchen to grab some tea for Blanche. Uh, Dorothy also stands, deciding that she should go talk to her friend, uh, that things have gone too far. Yeah. Lucas stands with her, though. He reminds her that how Blanche is, uh, that simply telling her would uh, do more harm than good. Right. He suggests that they break up in front of her during dinner. Uh, he says, between the succotash and the mess of something. Right. He, he'll storm off, and she'll call off the wedding. Lucas then uh, tells her sincerely that uh, it won't be easy to fight with her, though. 
He tells her that the past three days have been the best he's had since Edna passed. I'm assuming his late wife, right? Yeah. Does he ever specifically say that? I don't believe so. That's but like the yeah. one. Yeah, that's assumed it was yeah. implied. He uh, thanks her for the good times, <clears throat> and she rec- she reciprocates the feeling that she's been doing a lot of smiling too. Lucas says that it feels like they've known each other for much longer than three days. They uh, go in for a real first kiss. When Sophia comes out of the kitchen, uh, banging on a triangle dinner bell, announces cocktails. Mm-hmm. Dorothy says that it's a classy tribute to Hop Singh, who was an Asian cook from the show Bonanza. Ah. Uh, Rose then brings out a tray of drinks. Blanche, who had overheard Lucas and Dorothy's conversation about how fond they've grown of each other, takes the tray and tells them that she wants to say something. Rose warns her friend not to say something she'll regret later, but Blanche assures her everything's okay. Blanche asks her uncle and friend to sit. She starts by saying that a terrible mistake has been made, and it was by her. She thought that the two of them would go out on a boring dinner, tell boring stories, and then go back to their boring lives. Uh, She says that she continues to give an impassioned speech that a miracle has occurred and that they've taken to liking one another. Blanche says that uh, she sees two people that were afraid to reach out towards real feelings and that that they clearly care about one another's happiness and that she sees love. She admits that she was trying to drive them apart because she didn't want to be left alone, but she is ashamed of that. Right. She raises the glass and says that, it's, that she's going to celebrate this union. She closes with a blessing from the bottom of her heart. Congratulations, I love you both. Lucas stands after his, all of this and tells Blanche he has something to say. He motions for Dorothy to stand as well, and she does. He asks her, will you marry me for real? And she responds, for real? He confirms, and, and she accepts. The other girls seem confused by this, of course, because they know it's a joke. Right. Uh, Sophia asks them if it's just her stroke or if they've done this already. Right. And then we close. That's the end of that part of the episode. Yeah, it was a solid, uh, solid ending to the episode, mm-hmm. to part one. It was. Came to a very nice close, I would say. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right, well, Brent, since you did our first intro of this episode, do you mm-hmm. want to also do our uh, closing uh, portions? Yeah. Okay, well, I do have one guest actor, um, of course, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Played Lucas. Who is that? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do a whole lot on him, um, Mm -hmm. just because there's a whole lot on Mm -hmm. him. But 472 credits to his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quite a a category. Yeah. Quite uh, a career. First of two Golden Girls, of course, will be in the next episode, Mm too. Uh, The things that he's by far most well-known for, though, are the Naked Gun trilogy, as well as Airplane. Mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like it was necessary to get into the other minor things he's been part of. Forbidden Um, Planet. That's uh, not minor. uh, Well, sure. I'll agree. But I still wouldn't say it's what he's the most famous for. No. I think once you get past those other two, then everything else is, as far as his filmography goes, is minor in comparison. Does that make sense? Big drop between the second and Forbidden Planet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's all I, I mean, it was a nice episode for me as far as that goes. So yeah. I have one guest actor <laughs> yeah. and as about as well-known of guest actors we've had on the show so oh, far. Agreed, Definitely. Yeah. Certainly top five most famous guest actors, yeah. I'd say. Who would you, who else would you put in the top five? Well, let's see. You also have to think at the time versus nowadays. If, you, if you're yeah. counting it nowadays, you'd have to put George Clooney in there. Yeah, he wasn't as famous by then at no, all. No, not at yeah. all, um, but by th- today's standards. Yeah. Well, let's just go with like their day and By time. their day, okay. Like well, as far as who like the big gets were. Burt Reynolds would yep. be there. Definitely. Um, Bob Hope, I'd say, would yep. be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yep. And let's see, uh, Paul Dooley. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and got to be George, or, uh, Landisburg. Yeah. Uh, Steve Landisburg. Steve Landisburg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But 
but who would you actually put as your number five or four? Um, Off the top of your head, anyway. I would round out the top five with... Um, I can't remember. What's the name of uh, Rose's dad? Billy Barty. Billy Barty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with Billy Barty um, and Debbie Reynolds. Oh, okay. Debbie um, Reynolds. But, but, uh, Debbie Reynolds, yeah. yeah I would but, say that no, too. Hume Cronin. You're right. He should probably get the Billy Barty spot. <laughs> I don't know. What was the... Um, there was one other one that was came to my mind. Oh, the guy who played Barney Miller. Oh, um, Helen. Yeah, he was oh, yeah, pretty, pretty huge during yeah, that yeah. time. So, yeah. or Rita Moreno. Oh yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So there's been some pretty Dick Van huge Dyke. stars. Oh, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, geez, yeah. yeah, he would definitely be in the top five. Yeah, Mayim Balik. <laughs> well, I don't believe she was actually on the Golden Girls, oh, so right. she's just in our hearts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I got to revisit that now because yeah, I still go with Leslie Nielsen. Still go with. Uh, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds and Bob Hope. Yeah. But I got to put um, Dick, Van Dick Van Dyke in there, too, as yeah. four. So then I guess I got to go with uh, Paul Dooley as five to round it out. Okay. So I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not fair to Rita Moreno, but. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I got to stick with Brent on this, at yeah. least. <laughs> exactly. So. Cool. Anyways. All right. Well, that's all I got for this episode, then. All right. So well, stay golden, Coco. God damn it, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> you said I could wrap it up. I said you have to wrap it up with our normal closing portions. Which? <laughs> portions. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> going to put a portion of my foot in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you have those tiny bound feet. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps them beautiful. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. His parents did that for him out of love. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, um, who was your MVP, Ski? I gave it for Blanche. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, well, I thought Leslie Nielsen did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. I have to go with uh, the best performance and most sincere character arc to Blanche. Mm -hmm. I thought the speech at the end was really kind. Yeah. Special. Yeah. It was very, very, very big of her. Yeah. I'm right there with Ski. Blanche for me as well. Really? Yeah, I thought she gave an excellent... I thought it was a good episode for everybody in it. Rose yeah. was kind of a minor part in this one. Yeah, but she had some really great lines. Yeah, she had solid yeah. lines, but I felt like that uh, Blanche, if I have to pick, I go with Blanche out of the five. Really? Yeah. See, I went with Leslie Nielsen. Um, I thought, like, just this boredom when he was on, you know, the date, mm -hmm. and then just, like, the way he sort of, like, you know, he had a little twinkle in his eye whenever he did sort of, you know, jabber a bit. You know, mm -hmm. well, I just I enjoyed that. Sec, like, a pretty close runner-up for me. Yeah, and then, like, just his whole, you know, just thawing from Edna's passing and starting to love again. I just know I got a kick out of that. I, I don't have any issue with your vote there. I mean, it was a close no. call for me. I think it was for Ski, too. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, how many slices of cheesecake would you give it, Ski? Eight. Really? Solid eight. Solid eight. Huh? My comment was everything a Golden Girls episode should be. Mm -hmm. okay. I, I gave it seven. I thought it was mm -hmm. really good. I yeah. thought it could have been a little funnier. Um, yeah. If I'm going eight, I feel like I need to... I don't know, I need just a little more pizzazz or a little more comedy mm -hmm. something. Um, but I thought it was really solid. Yeah. I have a small amount. I don't know, they've had this kind of theme on this show a lot of times. But the whole idea of, I know they're old, mm -hmm. but dating three times and deciding to get married mm -hmm. still <laughs> just seems a little, yeah. you know, far-fetched to me. Yeah. Uh, but, well, it's like, but I thought seven is. Well, keep in mind, that wasn't the original plan. <laughs> well, yeah, true. But still, they did make that decision after that's three true. days. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, they've been, like, you know, 
I'm old and this is my last chance at happiness. They've been playing that card for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've had a lot of last chances at happiness. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, if, if it turns out Lucas snores or something like that, right. Glenn will be back in the picture in a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like it a lot, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's seven as well. Like, I really liked it. Um, just as an aside, <clears throat> you know, I think they're, you know, obviously the end game is here or whatever. Right. Um, but like, say they're, they'd have had a writer's strike back in 1992 and they didn't get to do these final two episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd have been totally fine with the Golden Girls ending with just their heads on the kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, that would have been a poetic way yeah. for it to end. They did, they did promise Rose they yeah. would do it. Exactly. <laughs> Especially with uh, Sophia with her young hot bod exactly. at that point. <laughs> exactly. Just... Yeah, so now I think we have covered all our normal portions. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes. Oh, he has something else. Oh, that's he right, has, uh, yeah. So yeah. we're not all the way done. So you really tried to screw us all over here, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ski, please proceed. All right, once upon a time in St. Olaf, a special day, part one. Mm. Uh, one sun Saturday, Rose woke up early while the family was still sleeping. She decided to make a big breakfast for everyone. She made bacon, which was named after their dear pig, Sir Bacon, mm-hmm. who had passed away just last week. Sir Francis Bacon? Just, mm-hmm. just Sir Bacon. Okay. <laughs> Sir Francis Bacon's good, though. I yeah, thank you. She prepared a huge stack of St. Ol- Olaf pancakes, which means they are topped with a syrup and a dollop of herring sauce. Mm-hmm. She also squeezed fresh orange juice, tried to squeeze apple juice, but found it was quite difficult, and cooked eggs, toast, and oddly fried some cantaloupe in a, br- a breading made from cornflakes. Mm. <clears throat> the kids all woke her from the smell of the delicious feast. Kirsten first, and then she woke up Bridget and uh, Gunilla. Meanwhile, Adam and Charlie Jr. heard the girls and woke up too. They all head to the kitchen to find their mother hard at work. Kirsten asks if she could uh, go wake up Daddy. Rose tells her daughter to wait a bit longer until she's finished the, he- the herring sauce. Because Charlie always loves to lick the spoon. Mm. <laughs> the children see how much love their mother is putting into the meal and join in. The girls start helping with the toast and cantaloupe breading. <laughs> the boys set the table. When everything is nearly done, Rose sends Charlie Jr. to go wake up his father and tell him breakfast is ready. Charlie Jr. goes to the parent, his parents' room to see his father is already waking up on his own, having smelled the food and heard all the noise from the kitchen. Morning, Daddy, he says. How's it going, sport? Charlie replies. Mama's got breakfast made. She told me to come get you. His father responds, why, thank you. Please tell her I'll be right there. Charlie Jr. heads back to the kitchen and delivers the message. Charlie stretches, stands up, and cracks his back while looking out the window at the sunny day just beginning. Mm. And that's where we'll leave that off. Ah, <laughs> <very> <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> I hope in part two. We flash forward to that same kitchen and Rose having a birthday by herself. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. See, I was kind of hoping that it would be. It was a solid, solid part one. Do you think Charlie was going to be dead? Yeah, I did. I I thought it was like, "Oh, mom, you're in a great mood today." Like, yeah, your father and I. Exactly. (laughs) I was waiting for Charlie Junior to find his corpse. Yeah, his (laughs) naked corpse. Exactly. (laughs) With a still erect penis. Right. (laughs) 
Man, so. you guys, I wish I, you were there when I was writing this. Oh, uh, well, hey, listen, we can always punch yeah. it up a little bit. But. <laughs> yeah. if, if we would have gone that route, we'd have been robbed of part two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of wrecked penises in part two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, we'll see. Right. <laughs> All right, so... So I'm looking forward to hearing the finale um, to mm-hmm. hear. Now, are you still going to give us some back in St. Olaf's during uh, Golden Palace? Golden Palace as well. I actually have a different plan. Oh, okay. Oh. Good. We shall see how that goes. Well, I'm glad Ooh. we get one more back in St. Olaf then at least. Yeah. You know what I think you should do? Uh, you are, are you taking suggestions? I can, but I already have a plan. Go for it. Are you, are you, are you, it's like plan? you can say whatever the fuck you want, but I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> well, I already had a, a plan, but if your idea is better, I'm happy to hear it. Okay. See, I'm going to... Like, if my idea is better, he's going to be like, that was my idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just so happens I already told Nicole what I was going to do. Okay. So can, yeah, that's fine. No, I don't really think you Yeah, whatever. To... I don't know. I'm sure your wife wouldn't lie for you, whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ski. <laughs> for whatever your thing is, okay, if you do have an off week or you're like, you know, I don't got anything this week or whatever, if you're looking for another idea. It might be fun to do like um like meanwhile in Dorothy's neck of the woods. Gosh and just dang it. Tell us what tell, <laughs> tell us what she's up to. I was gonna do like Dear Diary from Dorothy. Oh. Nice. <laughs> so, so will this be Dorothy living away from yes. her? Oh, okay. <laughs> that is so wonderful that Brad just completely stole your thunder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great too that he called that you were gonna lie and say it was yours. <laughs> Ski's whole I like the idea that Ski's whole plan was he was just gonna read trivia cards. <laughs> it's <laughs> a good there. extra, okay? <laughs> and with that I won't even ask for answers or give yeah. them. No, we'll do I'm a just, crossword. <laughs> it was gonna be It'll be for the listeners. Yeah. Just, you guys be quiet. This is for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, write us in with your <laughs> to try to punch up listener interactions. Exactly. Oh. Like, like, so for Ski's first, um, what, what were you going to call it? Like Dorothy's Diary or something along those lines? Okay. Yeah. So like for Ski's first, uh, you know, edition of Dorothy's Diary, you know, it's going to be like, dear diary, Lucas and I made the right call bringing Coco to Hollingsworth Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have to use that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Coco, hope he stays golden. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. But I'll go with the meandering version. Okay. Um, so you mentioned, you know, as far as printing and you know, you know, recent wonkiness and whatnot. And I thought you were going to go with, oh, you know, I got my Mission Impossible tickets and I went to print them off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, no, he's not going to. But that reminded me that um, there's a gentleman who works the front gate there at the AMC 
he you know scans the the phones whatever mm-hmm. and um he's a handy capable gentleman right um but on two separate occasions i've seen him you know on his uh 15 minute break and both times he was just wheeled in the corner of the men's room playing on his phone <laughs> and both times i just got so fucking sad <laughs> like i understand that like maybe they don't have like an employee lounge but you think they he could have a different corner or something right yeah <laughs> We're like, all right, Tom, it's time for your bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless they've got like, we well, could really come over here. No, I prefer the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good that you know they have a, a job available for handy capable people. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, he doesn't seem happy to be there. He though. does not. <laughs> he does not. He always seems a bit agitated if you don't have your phone held the right mm-hmm. angle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I said 37 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm sure if you do that all day long, you know, that's your yeah. primary, uh, you know, I don't know that he would probably be able to have any other position there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I do think, like, part of his problems he just brings upon himself because he does the full spiel. He was like... You're down to your left, theater 13, seats yeah. F12 and 17. Mm. Down to the left, theater 13, <laughs> <Yeah>. seats <laughs> Like, he repeats it all twice. It's like, yeah, I know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. It says it literally right on this phone that you just scanned. Well, and literally, I purchased those seats. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Like, I chose them. Right. <laughs> I know the general ballpark of where I'm at. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe there's some people that come in and they're just like, give me whatever, surprise me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, what starts soon? Yeah. It would be an interesting, like, option, like, just like roulette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the Google, are you feeling lucky? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a discounted rate, you know, exactly. just whatever is like, whatever pops up. The blackening again. I think if if they still have the dollar fifty theater, uh-huh. I think that would actually be a fun fun thing to do. Is just to go uh-huh. up to the counter and be like, "Okay, I want to know what you're buying. Uh-huh. Uh, here's three bucks for uh-huh. me and my partner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just want you to give me two tickets to whatever is starting next, but uh-huh. just tell me the theater number. Don't tell me the actual movie. Exactly. So it'll be a surprise all the way up until I get at least to the exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, you know, like the coming attraction start. You're like, this does not bode well for the type of film I'm about to see. <laughs> Well, especially that Cinemark. They had a lot of Indian language films, yeah, too. That's true. <laughs> they did. So, yeah, you could definitely end up with something that, you know, probably is a fine cinematic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, endeavor, just one you won't yeah, understand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it's Telugu with, like, or mm-hmm. is that his pronouncer? Do you guys know? I don't know. I, don't I just know. know I've seen that word. Or like, I'm sure it's a language. Telugu with, like, Hindu uh, subtitles. <laughs> right. So you know. can't read it. Or, okay. or hear it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Exactly, in the original Sanskrit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. <sighs> Anyways, you guys have anything else uh, before we go in? This is old, I think. Before we go into the episode? Um, no, I guess I'm okay. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> anything else of note, I'll try to work into the conversation organically. Okay. <laughs> so did you want to do like we uh, discussed yeah. the other day? Yeah, so yeah. do you want to do the first intro for 25 or the first intro for 26? First for 25. Okay. And I did tweak it a bit so it, you know, okay. segues into you. Okay. Let me find my little, uh, oh, that's right. This time I didn't have my post-its. I just had to write on another mm-hmm. page. Okay. I'm, I'm ready when you're ready. Okay. It's an exciting the, day. Just as an aside, 
I did go ahead and bring, you know, my season seven recap as well as my time filler activity for season seven. Okay. So well, we you can, can leave it here for next week then. I'll take it home with me, you know, put it in my vault. But I'm just Wait. saying if, if one of you if we run short for one of the two episodes, I will give up my time waster activity oh, okay. in order to fill out the All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So like I have not yeah. <laughs> We haven't even done these two episodes. I don't know what the scores are. Brent, you're getting ahead of yourself, damn it. Okay. All right. Y'all ready for this? Well, we figured figured we'd just stay here and wait until you calculate it. Yeah. He brought some pickleball paddles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll uh, text Sherry and have her send down the abacus. Right. Oh, I would love it if you like, you know, tabulated the scores with like an old timey accountant thing. And, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or even one that's not quite so old timey, but just that like I had to print off the receipts so that I could. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I like the abacus idea, but here's the twist it's like human size. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. It's got like 45-pound weights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I am now ready whenever you're ready for yours. I am now ready, so I will begin. Are you ready? I, I hope so. Right. Let me get a drink real fast. Me too. Let this whistle. Oh, there we go. Three for three. Oh, shoot. Now my whistle's too wet. Hold on. I got to let it dry out for a moment. <laughs> Have Ski blow on it. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry, Ski, blow my whistle. <laughs> Don't you think it's odd they have the, like tiny little bean in whistles? Yeah, I suppose. But I imagine it has something to do with the whistling process. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, like, who do you think, like, fashioned the first whistle? And he's like, I know I'm going to make something that, you know, whistles. And I'm like, hmm. I know, I'll put a bean in it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They probably had a bean in their hand and whistled through it, and they're like, wow. It's <laughs> amazing. And then they're like, I'm going to put that bean into something. <laughs> if I you know, carved out this piece of wood and jammed a bean in there, it would work too. <laughs> I mean, I doubt that they were just like, hmm, I bet a bean in there would make it whistle. There's probably some reason that they had to think that that would be a, a worthwhile thing to add. <laughs> whistle in any format. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, that's why I've been a failure as a cat caller. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, you know, construction career never really took <laughs> off. Right. <laughs> uh, you're still a young man. <laughs> I like the idea that Helena's like, you must not even find me attractive. You've never wolf whistled at me once. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, I have given her an ooga. <laughs> Timey car enthusiast. <laughs> 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 well, what was it? Um, I was watching something, and they had that kind of horn, and it was just really—it was not the horn I expected on that car. I can't remember what it was, but <laughs> and it just amused me. Cribs, <laughs> cribs, yes, <laughs> exactly. This is my new Lambo. Uh, they had a. Ooga, ooga. <laughs> They'd uh, pimped Big Rob's ride, and I just, <laughs> just was not expecting that. <laughs> it's crazy to just pull a random name of like some person that 
somebody might remember. <laughs> I just it came to me. We were at the half price books earlier, and they had a um, like, uh, what was it? Big Robin. Who was the other guy? Whatever their show was. Like they had season one on DVD. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's why his name was fresh in ah. my mind. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I hear they've got half price books for everyone. Mm. <laughs> if, if you love books, you're a book lover. Uh-huh. That tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bibliophiliac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it should be illegal, though. It really does. <laughs> <sighs> so. So no, this, this is formal. Start it right. Yeah. Okay. So everything else was just probably extra toward the end. Yeah. Okay. Happy gotcha. fluff at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>